I guess the getting around is pretty much over. Hello, everyone. Podcast. What are you, fucking retarded? The views and opinions expressed on this podcast aren't reflections of I'm Not a Rapper, MBMMC, Dollar Tree, Black Hitler, Food Stamps, Tyler Perry, KFC, and the Jewish people. Previously on Podcast. This week's episode, we have a newcomer. Um, she is our lovely new co-host. I'd like her to introduce herself. Hi, I'm Lex. Um, I have a blog, thewalkingmannequin.com. Um, and you guys can follow me on Instagram at walkingmannequin, W-A-L-K-N-M-A-N-N-E-Q-U-I-N. And that's the same for Twitter. Okay. Well, Lex is going to be coming on board with us. She does have podcast experience. She um, had a podcast of her own, and now she like she'd like to come back on board. But this time with podcast Wednesdays, ladies first. Woo! Yes, and also we have other guests here, and I'd like them to introduce themselves as well. What's going on? It's your boy C the Genius from the Cure Hip Hop Movement. Um, not a girl, not a lady. Just so you know that. <laughs> so you wear that. <laughs> like, oh, that man sounds really. I mean, that girl sounds really manly. <laughs> I do consulting and management uh, for artists um, in the Philadelphia area, and um, you know, some of my artists have done VH1, MTV. Uh, I've done a web reality show for uh, Shade Four Five and Sirius Satellite Radio. Um, so you know, I've been doing my thing for a little bit. Okay. Hey, it's your girl Najee Bree on WNJC 1360 AM. How y'all doing? Hey. Yes, I do have my own radio show that y'all can tune in on Tuesdays at 6. You can also find me on Facebook. On Twitter, my Facebook is Najee Wilson. Or you can find me on Twitter at 6NAJ33. Remember, Twitter at 6NAJ33. I've done my first movie called Standing Ovation. You can look up on www.standingovationmovie.com. I love it. I right. love it. That's, love it. She's stupendous. <laughs> and now we got the manager on board. Hi, I'm Christine Fagans, Cure Management, LLC. I'm Najee's Wilson Manager, co-aka Najee Bree in the house. Nice. Woo-hoo. I'm loving this. Right. I think, I think we, got, we got it going on today. All right, so... We're going to start our interview questions. You know, the typical, um, when did you start your, when did you know that you had this passion and how did it all start? Tell me about yourself, yada, yada. All right. Um, Chris, I want to start with you. Um, yeah. What can you um, say about your journey with the women that you uh, you manage? What can you say about those ladies? <laughs> That's funny. No, no, no. Now, as far as the woman I manage, man, I love it, man. I'm uh, <laughs> I've been doing this probably since I would say uh, 2002, 2003, mm-hmm. and um, you know, they keep they keep they keep that balance that you need. You know, that male woman, bad good balance. You know what I mean? Sometimes uh, I'm the the bad guy. Most of the time they are. 
right now. I'm just joking. <laughs> <laughs> you know, keep you straight. You, yeah. Yeah. you balance. Uh-oh. Sorry. By the way, guy, I'm the only man on the show today. <laughs> just so y'all know, this is going to be a four-on-one on the whole show. That's so. the way we like it. Yeah, Nicely put. Well said. Nah, but, um, you know, they, they make it interesting, man, to, to, to definitely be able to keep doing this you know, time and time again, stay consistent. So, um, you know, I'm blessed. Okay. Blessed with the women that I've worked with and I continue to work with, and I look forward to working with more. Okay, can you tell us about CURE? Sure, CURE stands for Changing the Universe, Reaching Everyone. So, um, you know, we started off with the CURE Hip Hop Movement and um, branded out to CURE LLC um, just so that we could branch out a little bit more and not just keep it at one genre of music, um, you know, and really branch out to other, other different avenues as well, you know, dance. Uh, pop, R&B, you know, just everything, man. At the end of the day, you know, we try to reach everybody and change the game. So the movement starts with you. Nice. Nice, nice, nice. Okay, so now we're going to move on over. Najee. Well, Najee, I, I wanted you to know we, we have a, we, I don't know, we have a person on podcast who, uh, by the name of Najee, and I think it would have been really nice if he was here. I'm going to pour a little out for him. Um, he's not present with us today. Um, but Najee's a girl. Pour a little bit of what? I ain't huh? get none of that. Whatever you pour. Yeah, and Najee, Najee is a girl. Um, we have another person girl on Najee. our podcast. Yeah, this is the female <laughs> Najee. And actually, she she's very spicy. I like her. Najee, can you tell us about yourself, your career, how you started out, all that good stuff? Sure. Well, first I'm 17. I'm still in high school when I currently get out of high school, which is this year, 2013, whoop whoop, in Vine, New Jersey. I want to be able to become a dietitian as my, you know, my first priority, but really, I started singing when I was really, really young. I guess I could say about maybe four or five I started singing, mm-hmm. and then from there, I've just progressed in a lot of my activities in singing, mm-hmm. and that's where my first starting a movie started coming in, and then started singing more, and started doing a lot of mixtapes and I'm starting my first EP so I'm getting that down and settled and I write all of my music so it's a fun experience right now. Did you guys just hear three things that I heard? We have a singer, actor, songwriter and wait maybe you guys missed it but she's also on a radio show so we also have a radio personality is that correct? Yes. You and you're 17 years old. (laughs) What did I do with my life? Like, <laughs> I'm 25, just getting here. <laughs> like, that is stupendous. I, I really applaud you for that. Thank you. Yeah. Now, it's going to be hard to move off of that because I have so many questions geared towards her. But we're going to move towards mama yeah. or manager. I want to... I want to. Yeah, momager. <laughs> yes. Momager. I like that. Momager. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like that. Well, one thing about right. me, I've been doing this for 30 years. <laughs> and one good thing is the partnership with... Chris the genius, which is my son, but he is the boss, and he does, he is the head of Cure, which I came aboard with him and piggyback off with him and managed Najee, and which one thing I will say about Najee as a young woman is that she's a go-getter. She do not sit on anything. Anything that is given to her, she takes it to the excellent degree. So that's what I love about managing Najee. She's not only a recording artist, but Najee gives back to um, the Boys and Girls Club, so she reaches back. So it's really a privilege to be a manager, you know, for her. Mm-hmm. And I enjoy working with Chris. You know, he's a genius. He is a genius. 
Okay. Don't look at my transcript. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> all right. Okay. All right. So I'm going to go into some topics. All right. Um, but first, we're going to take a little break and then we'll come back. All right. We the cause of all the commotion. Your mouth running, but where's you going? What is you smoking, man? That ain't potent. What is you talking, man? It ain't important. Illuminati, high society. We in this party and nobody invited me. We going crazy, I always use my best sense. But it don't matter, cause I stay on my fresh prince. Max and relaxing, shooting some pooling, playing some b ball outside of the schooling. Girls with they top off outside of the pooling. Whips with the drop off outside of the Louvre. Look stupid to be ignoring the DeLorean Parked in front of Armani Emporium Parties at Richie is getting risky Victoria's Secret Show, they miss me Voices in my head, I need choices in my bed ah! Get out my fucking head, it's just me and my bad bitch uh, So you can say I'm on my Brad Pitt Nah Back to the life familiar I'm aligned with Before I betray them, I slip my wrists At the top, it's just us, nigga I don't really trust niggas And we made it through the hurricane So celebrating like the Murray Jane We gon' make it, that's on everything Truest girls get half naked every spring They saying, hey Kanye We need you to go deeper than days on day Cause my verses got pain Chocolate rain, so many lines you photograph And it may on break Woo! On the radio, man, I miss myself I need to just step back and kiss myself Baby, just step up and kiss the belt a little lower, that's what's up Somebody pull her, another cup Is it too much to ask you keep your diamonds up? I swear until my time is up My style sex in the shower, so fresh as fuck
bright like a diamond. Shine bright like a diamond. Shine bright like a diamond. So shine bright tonight. You and I were beautiful like diamonds in the sky. I too I so Okay, and we're back. Um, I hope you guys enjoyed the break. Uh, what we're going to talk about right now, we just had an election, and thank God Almighty that uh, Obama is in office. Hey. Yes. Yes. Because <laughs> uh, um, if, 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 if you guys, I mean, there's no way you don't know about, uh, you know, the election unless you live under a rock, and I'm sorry if that offended anybody. Actually, I'm not. But um, Mitt Romney, like... Thoughts on Mitt Romney? Let's let's go in a, a little circle here, Lex. I just think he was very ignorant in the mm -hmm. way he went about things, and to me, he just seemed not educated. Even though I know that he is educated, but the things that he was saying just was like, "Are you really saying this right now?" Mm -hmm. So you mean educated in the sense of middle class, lower class, what what people in urban societies are actually dealing with, like yeah, like the things that like he, I felt like the things that he was saying, like was saying, was like. Really, are you really saying that right now? Mm -hmm. Like you didn't go through like, cause there is. I know people have opinions, but sometimes it's just a place for you to say what you want to say, and then you can't say that everywhere. It's like he didn't think about what he was saying at the time that he was saying it. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right, genius. I think the biggest thing that probably lost the election for him was that um, he wasn't genuine with anything. Mm -hmm. um, I think that's probably one thing that you know everybody can pick on, you know, subconsciously. Is that all his topics and you know the facts and things that he spewed out were really more like gunshots in the dark, you know, right. just trying to reach onto some type of an audience. Mm -hmm. And um, you know, I think as listeners and viewers, you know, we try we tend to look upon what is he real about. You know what I mean? We know they're politicians at the end of the day. It's politics, so they play that game, but. What topics are you really passionate about? You know what I mean? I didn't really feel like he had too many of them that, you know, he was really passionate about. Mm -hmm. It's really more of, a, you know, everything was just a gimmick, you know, mm -hmm. at the end of the day. So right. I think that's, you know, probably one of the major reasons why he lost the election. Okay. All right, Najee? Um, I think he kind of fed off of Barack Obama by watching one of the debates that I was actually with my dad at the time. And my mom, I think... No, she wasn't asleep. She was watching too. We were all there. We were just sitting there, and he would repeat the same thing Barack Obama would say, but just in different words. Mm -hmm. And it seems like he was just feeding off what he was saying to make himself look good. Mm -hmm. I don't know if that makes any sense. No, you're right. But I feel as though, you know, if he had something... Or if he wanted to be that big of a person, that he would have stuff already planned and prepared, that he would have already, you know, said, okay, well, I want this, this, and this. But yeah. He didn't give us that. He, he said, I have a plan. And we were still, I was waiting right. 
to hear the plan. And I so when I was talking to this person today, it felt like he always kept saying it. Yeah, I heard Massachusetts a lot. Yeah. I said Massachusetts ain't America. <laughs> What's going on in Massachusetts? They don't have the same budget cuts as Pennsylvania. Right. Ex Cheney University. You yeah. know, like and all the rest of these state schools, so yeah. state colleges. Everything he was doing was like more strategic, I would say. Yeah. And I think that's the whole key is that it's the United States. Mm -hmm. It's not one little state, it's not right. a little country. It is the whole United States, which means you have to be able, as a president, you have to be able to identify with everybody. You can't sit there and say, oh, I only know black or white or Indian. You have to be able to dialogue and give a plan to each and every one of mm -hmm. us that are American. Mm -hmm. And America is the best country in the world. It is. Right. I live overseas. There's nothing like the United States. Nothing like it. Mm -hmm. yeah. Well, when I went overseas, um, I went to Italy. Um, I went to Brioni, and Brioni is a um, menswear. They make suits and such. Actually, they make suits for the president himself. I could never afford one of those suits. They start out at like $3,300. i am not, I'd wear that. I'd have my, you know, significant other, brother, father. They'd be wearing that suit for the rest of their lives, even in the casket. That's it. That's it. That's it. That's it. That's it. Those must be the best socks. They don't right. rip, do they? No, no lucky they don't socks rip. for you. They wash themselves and everything. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, um, I went over there and uh, the the woman, she's actually fourth generation for Brioni, um, uh, the founders. She said, I'm praying that you guys are smart enough to put Obama back in office. And he said, because these other clowns that they got uh, running for the candidacy, like even the people overseas can recognize what positive change Obama has brought about globally, not just in North America, globally. So I was really like crossing my fingers. I know a lot of people were joking around. I'm going to move to Canada. I'm going to right. move out. If Mitt Romney, yeah. Well, honestly, that would probably behoove you because the stuff that he was talking about was actually going to take away from our culture. Okay. Um, people who were making, I think, it, I forget the number. Now, this is bad. It's like uh, 500,000 or more. I think that's who he was more so focused on, you know, making sure that they're still financially stable. That's a problem. If a good percentage of Americans, if, if the recession hits you, mm -hmm. absolutely. if the recession hits you and you're voting for Mitt Romney, we don't have a discussion in life to ever talk about not even the weather. Like, you're obviously out your mind, okay? Because um, the things that he was planning on taking away, it was Planned Parenthood. How many years did, uh, how many decades did women fight for those rights to uh, be uh, pro-choice and, you know, have a decision on whether or not they wanted to have children? You have food stamps. What were the, the, um, the stats on that? It was um, more white women are, um, or white, well, white people in general, but the, the more whites are on uh, food stamps. Not blacks. You're not just hurting, you know, the urban society. There are white people out here struggling too, welfare, etc. Like, so if you're limiting that, you're hurting the middle class as well as the lower class. So, I mean, I still have yet to figure out what his strategy was, what his plan was. If anybody knows, anybody to make the rich richer, right, and to totally <laughs> eliminate the middle class. Mm -hmm. Correct. That you well, will not have a voice. Exactly. Now, did you? Did anyone um, recognize any like? Um, publicized or indirect racism throughout the election? Well, a girl is uh, being watched because when Obama got reelected, 
she had put on her Facebook status that um, she used the N-word mm -hmm. and she wished that he was assassinated or, yeah, so she's being watched now because she threatened the president and it's... But she said she's not like, racist though, so it's okay. She said she's not racist, but she said, you saw it, but as she long, said... Yeah, as, long, as, long as, as long as you have a disclaimer, you can say whatever you want, I guess. Right, I didn't, I really didn't get it. But she's being watched though by the Secret Service, yeah, I did see that. That's horrible to have on your record. So I guess whatever job she goes to, well, we see here on your background check. <laughs> on your Facebook check. <laughs> right. All right. Um, did anybody see the post um, from, I think her name is like a Cheryl Smith um, on Twitter. And she was, uh, she had a lot of derogatory uh, tweets towards the election um, as far as racism is concerned. It actually reached uh, Instagram as well. Um, that just made me press that button so much harder and more with more conviction. Like, mm, Obama, oh, <laughs> like it, it just it just made you feel so much better. But what about within the, the speeches? Did you hear um, that anything like like what what in the speeches actually like like uh, motivated you even more to you know cash? I'm I'm going to assume that everybody here voted for Obama. What um, what motivated you I to cast your vote? Barack. Yes. <laughs> Thank you very much, Mama. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but what motivated you most? I think I was mo motivated when Nick Romney. He was really disrespectful to the president. And one thing that I do believe in that whoever is in the office mm -hmm. should be treated as so. He is the president of the United States, not just anybody. So his disrespectness really um, bothered me. Mm -hmm. What was that one line he said? He said, um, thank you, candidate um, Mitt Romney, but I am the president. Something like that. He said during the first debate, I said, ooh. Obama, Obama, Obama. We need more of them, more duplicates. I would date one or marry one. Hey. Mm -hmm. All right. Got the hot Okay. He's so what, what touched you the most? <laughs> what was the question again? What touched you the most um, that, that motivate? what motivated you the most to vote for Obama? Because he was black. I quit. That's I mean, what, I'm just going to be honest with you. Like, I mean, he was well, African-American. He's more than just being African. Nah, man, it, it's... I'm black, so in case you guys didn't know that. I meant to tell you but, you're not. <laughs> <laughs> no, but seriously, though, you grow up knowing the stereotypes um, that you're pigeonheld with. Mm -hmm. And um, once you see somebody of your same, uh, you know, nationality and you see that they beat all those stereotypes, you know, there is a, a sense of entitlement to say, you know, I'm going to support this person mm -hmm. um, because they're, they've overcome all the things that for years people have been using to try to hold us down. So with that being said, that alone, um, you know, kind of warrants uh, curiosity to see how well he's going to do mm -hmm. um, for a second term. And I feel like a lot of other presidents that haven't done a minuscule amount, you know, of what he's done, have got a second term. So why why shouldn't he get a second term? Right. right. Okay. I mean, and you actually represent a, a good majority of African Americans in America no, who say, you mean. know what, he played basketball the same day as the election. Um, he put a basketball court in the White House. That's my <laughs> man right there. <laughs> he was in the barbershop you know Absolutely. giving daps you know so I mean that was real alright Lex I voted for Obama because of the simple fact that 
he preached that no matter where you come from, mm -hmm. you can make it no matter like how you grew up, mm -hmm. you can be somebody in America. Mm -hmm. So that's why I particularly voted for him. Not because he's black, because he's actually mixed. His mom's white, guys, and his Absolutely. father's black. <laughs> People don't, oh, he's black, no. Um, so that's not the reason why I voted for him. Okay. And then there's always that controversy. If you're one tenth, if you have a drop right, of black, you're black. You're you're black. black. You tell that to white people who, who if they say it, see what they say. Yeah. He's black. <laughs> they don't really. It's not really even categories anymore. It's either you white or not. At the end of the day, you know what I mean. So that's not like a racist standpoint. That's just like being real. Like you know, at the end of the day. He, he represents the majority. So mm -hmm. I think that's why he's got, m m you know, most of the votes. Because mm -hmm. that's what he, he chose to represent, as, as opposed to Mitt Romney, who, you know, really only represents 2 to 3% of the United States. Yeah. I, I think that's why he fell horribly. Right. I, I must admit, the first uh, hour or two of the election... <laughs> I was messed up in the head. Mm -hmm. Something about the Midwest. Yeah, some about the Midwest states. I didn't know. Those Midwest states. Like, what is up with those states? Like, it was like all red on the screen, and I said, "Are you serious? Are you serious? Like, is is it that easy? Is that? Oh, it's because they're already Republican states. That's what I'm just gonna leave it with. They're already Republican states. But um, thank God for Florida and Ohio. Those are my new favorite states. Um, Actually, they're still counting votes, I believe, in um in Florida. Oh yeah, he won Florida. This <laughs> he won already. He won Florida. Oh, yesterday. so they finished counting. Yes. Okay. He won yesterday. Oh, that's perfect. Well, all right. So we're going to go on break right now. Um, we're going to come back with another topic. Uh, thanks for hanging in with us. We'll be back. I'm a sinner who's probably gonna sin again. Lord, forgive me. Lord, forgive me. Things I don't understand. Sometimes I need to be alone. Bitch, don't kill my vibe. Bitch, don't kill my vibe. I can feel your energy from two planets away. I got my drink, I got my music. I will share it, but today I'm feeling. Bitch, don't kill my vibe. Bitch don't kill my vibe Bitch don't kill my vibe Bitch don't kill my vibe Look inside of my soul and you can find gold and maybe get rich Look inside of your soul and you can find out it never hit this I can feel the changes I can feel a new life, I always knew life can be dangerous I can say that I like a challenge and you to me is painless You don't know what pain is how can I paint this picture when the colorblind is hanging with ya? Fell on my face and I woke with a scar Another mistake living deep in my heart Wear it on top of my sleeve in a flick I can admit that it did look like yours Why you resent every making of his? Tell me your purpose is petty again But even a small light I can burn a bridge Even a small light I can burn a bridge I can feel the changes I can feel the new people around me just wanna be famous You can see that my city found me then put me on stages To me that's amazing to you, that's a quick check with all disrespect Let me say this, say this, say this I am a human Who's probably gonna fall again Lord forgive me Lord forgive me Things I don't understand Sometimes I need to be alone Bitch don't kill my vibe 
Bitch, don't kill my vibe I can feel your energy from two planets away I got my drink, I got my music I will share it by today I'm feeling Bitch, don't kill my vibe 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 Um, going back to topic, we have uh, like Little Kim. Where did Little Kim take us? Um, here we are, years you know, or decade after her career has already um, launched, and I, we can. It's safe to say she's pretty much done, right? Yeah. All right. Um, but um, like, I think at this point, like, it's all about sex appeal. Like, that's how you sell. And um, Nicki Minaj has surely proven that. I'm going to use her as an example for most of this because, honestly, that's, you know, she represents all of that. When she first came into the game, I think she was prettier then than what she is now. Now she just looks plastic to me. But um, she was a, a real hip-hop artist. Um, I watched some of her, um, her DVDs um, at the time. And I think she was very thorough. Like, she was more raw. But, um, you know, of course, money will change you. And it'll make you make decisions that you never thought you would make. I never got stung before. I still didn't. But that's... Anyway. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> Yeah, but, um... Yeah, I never got stung before, though. That was really cool. You was just sitting there, and I'm like, hey, wait, no. <laughs> that's not good. <laughs> but, um... Anyway, so... <laughs> All right, we're on air. We're on air. Whoa. Oh, it's morning. No. 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 Oh, my gosh. You got it. That was real. That was real. That was real. Queen B. We're talking about Queen B right now. And uh, she got her little soldiers sitting up here attacking us now. Oh, really? That's how you feel? You said she was done. You said she was done, right? I'm sorry, she not done. She not done till she say she done. And I ain't seen no tape where she said she was done, but she got it. She got it. I'm straight chumped on my porch. But um, so to continue, um, it's just like I'm just wondering, will it ever come back around where you know we can be conservative women? We don't have to showcase our bodies. Instead, we can showcase our talents and still make the kind of um, sales and, and, and bringing the amount of money as we would otherwise. I mean, does it does it start with, um, you know, the artist? Does it start with the label? Or is it the consumers? Which, which movement needs to be developed in order for there to be some sort of change in regards to how females um, showcase themselves? To me, I think it could be done. Missy Elliott did it. I think that you could, you know, get a... Like, have a voice without showing your ass or showing your tits. Or you could still do it because Missy Elliott did it. And <laughs> so she was... Because Missy Elliott did it. But she was on Black Girls Rock. Did y'all see her? She mm -hmm. came out. Everybody like, what? Mm -hmm. This is that. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, you could still have that following and get your name... Like... I don't think that people really have to, you know, get implants or do this or do that. I know sex sells, mm -hmm. but if you have talent, I think, I think you can get far. 
Mm-hmm. Or maybe that's me just being blinded and not seeing the real picture, but I think you really can get far. Right. See, I think about the, the Lupe fiascos of the world. We all love Lupe, Lupe as an artist, but I think there's a lot of uh, mm-hmm. a lot of um, noise that comes into play that that messes up our um, what we listen to with him, with especially with his new album. Um, his label had a lot to do with what he put out, and he said to himself, I'm, "I don't really care for the music either that I put out, but this is what my label wants from me." He didn't have control over it. So I'm wondering, do we have control over our bodies, our image, you know, as artists? Do you think? Yes and no. Yes and no? I would say no, because once you become an artist to a certain extent, now Mm -hmm. you become a public figure. Mm -hmm. And the opinions that the majority of your audience, the people that you're looking to reach out to, now they affect how, you know, how you go and you represent yourself now. Because you're trying to cater to those people. Mm-hmm. But those are the people that are going to support you and buy your products, your albums, you know, and support your brand. Right. So, I mean, Missy Elliott, she's an exception. She does have talent, but she's not just a rapper either, though. She's a writer. She's a producer. And a lot of times, the, you know, the things that she was, uh, you know, co-signing and she was in, they had, some, they had somebody else that was showing that sex appeal. You know what I mean? They had dancers in the background, half naked. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? That was and the 90s for it. Mostly, she kind of flipped a little bit because she flipped it to the men. Mm-hmm. You know, to take the sex appeal off of her, mm-hmm. she flipped it to the men where the men were up there half naked. You know, <laughs> so I think the, you know, the topic that, I mean, the name of the topic that she said is, what is it, rapping with a touch of class? Mm-hmm. I think that's where we're at. It's just a touch, a touch of class. Most of it is sex appeal, though, at the end of the day. And, um... You know, to answer your question about, you know, who, who does it start with, I think if you have all of those entities involved, I don't mm-hmm. think it matters who you start with. Mm-hmm. Because you can start one way and the way you finish is going to be totally different. Mm-hmm. Because everybody's going to be there to water it down. Now, where we're at today in music and entertainment, mm-hmm. I think we have the most possibility, um, you know, most chance and possibility of this because now it's more so uh, a lot of independent. A lot of independents, but if you notice how they kind of flipped it with the majors, what the majors are doing is they're picking up the independents to make the, the independents feel like you're still independent, <laughs> but they're still kind of pimping that situation because, you know, they have all the contacts. Mm-hmm. They have a lot of the contacts, and they can reach a lot more people, so they still got that, you know, that corporate machine behind it to push. So, I mean, I think as long as all those entities are involved in on a project, mm-hmm. I think it's always going to go back to that sex appeal. Um, at the end of the day, sex sells in people's eyes. And, um, yeah, you can be super talented. There's definitely still some super talented people. Mm-hmm. Eve, like you said, she's one person that... She started off like a really a lot of sex appeal. No, I don't know. And I had mixed feelings about her, though, because... She wasn't always like that. Like I believe, like she she showed she showed a little bit, but she ain't show it all. She showed enough Rough to show the, the the, the paws, the paws. That's it. Remember that? But she wasn't like like you would never catch her in a thong. You would never catch her like in a bikini. You know, showcasing Go it all. Riders. Go look at Rough Riders. Mm-hmm. She was on a bike and a little. Say that, yeah. She was on a, on a bike and these little shorts. Shorts. They didn't cover anything, really. Okay. You know, they were skin-tight shorts. Mm-hmm. I know you're saying shorts, but they didn't go nowhere near her knees. And, um, <laughs> you know, everybody knows about her tattoos that she got on her on her breasts. Mm-hmm. How do you know about that without it being shown? You know what I mean? So she was, it was classy, 
But it I all didn't say it was classy. I'm just saying it wasn't. It, it all as depends much. on your definition of classy as well, right, too, because right. some people, you know, that live in a ratchet neighborhood might think that ratchet. classy means, you know, oh, she's got on some shorts that, <laughs> you know, what I mean, don't show her whole butt. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? But other people might feel that they go to church or in a church environment might think classy means you got a full dress mm -hmm. on past your knees. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? So it depends on your your definition of classy as well. Mm -hmm. But I mean, I think I think that you can overcome some of these obstacles, mm -hmm. and um, you know, and some of these stereotypes with talent. Uh, like you, like you said, you got you got your Lee Mason, you got you know, I want to say Asia Sparks, but she she's got a lot of uh, sex appeal on her her stuff too. Lee Mason has sex appeal too. I think all her stuff is tight, and I think she has sex appeal too. Yeah, no, no, I'm not saying she don't have sex appeal. What I'm saying is. Most people probably look more on their, their talent because they have talent. You know what I mean? You, you can actually hear that she's talented. But at the end of the day, you know, these are underground people too. So it kind of, you kind of got to wait mm -hmm. to see how they're going to really, really wind up turning out once they get that cosign. Because right. that, that's what really changes right. everything. Like, if, like you said, Nicki Minaj, when she first came out. She didn't have all that. Not at all. You know what I mean? She dressed like like she didn't have all nails, that. Yeah. <laughs> but it's entertainment. So with entertainment, it's really like being extra. Mm -hmm. You know, you got to be extra yeah. in entertainment. Like, you know what I mean? They teach you as an actor or actress. They teach you to really, really, you know, show some inference. And your body movements have to be big. You know, everything has to really, you know what I mean? It has to really go into play. Mm -hmm. And that's what happened with her. They start... Shooting her up with everything, you know what I mean? She, I, I don't even know what's real, what's not, you know. But I don't think people really care either. Um, all right, well, we're gonna move on to our artist. I want to get your perception on things, Najee. Um, I guess I feel as though whatever you bring to the table, that's what people will get. That's what people will react to. So, Nicki Minaj her way of getting people or reactions from different people was as you can see showing everybody all her stuff that's just what all guys some girls not all of them because i'm not one of them mm -hmm. like me as an artist i call myself team classy all the way i don't mm -hmm. show any of my stuff because i know i can dress a certain way and look nice without showing anything mm -hmm. and the fact you know to see people on stage doing what they do and having to dress like that it's just like really <laughs> really like I didn't know this was attractive like to me it's not mm -hmm. I don't like it at all mm -hmm. I feel as though everybody should be covered and people are looking at your voice they're looking at your music also your appearance too but why do you have to dress like a house I don't think this is coming should. from a 17 year old I, know, though. I like it yeah. I don't think you should. That means there's hope. Right. You know? Sure. That means there's hope. You know? Yeah, I was a little iffy about the generation coming up right now. Yeah, yeah I Getting think we hope. all are, actually. Um, but, you know what? Um, what do you think is the, t is the denominator there? Do you think it starts with the artist, um, with the label, or the consumers who keep on supporting this by buying the music and it starts with it starts with your entertainers mm -hmm. I feel so because when you present yourself mm -hmm. that's how people will take you mm -hmm. if you have somebody that 
wears a dress, she's known for her dresses, which makes people go out, okay, she's wearing a okay, I'm gonna wear a dress. Everybody, most of your people, they look at the artist. Mm -hmm. And the artist feeds off of the people liking it. Then, like, YOLO. That song. Mm -hmm. YOLO. Just to let Everybody. you know, we're not big fans of Drake. No. <laughs> I guess. No. Oh, yeah. What's no. This? I love Drake. But Flex. with the song. No. <laughs> 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 I'm not the party even started. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> what, with Drake? Yeah. But with the song YOLO, be just because of that song, mm -hmm. everybody uses that word. Mm -hmm. YOLO for everything. Mm -hmm. Oh, YOLO, jumping off a bridge. Mm -hmm. Come on. Well, you, Stupid. He, he did only live once. It's real. Right. Exactly. <laughs> Jump off and breathe. And it's just like, if you just have somebody just placed right in front of you, I think that's what they'll take. Mm -hmm. I don't think, you know, people have to dress you up, make you look plastic, have to do all this stuff to you in order for people to accept you. I think people accept you when you put them in front of them. Like, if... Lauren if, Hill's a good example. Right. Lauren Hill, she said, right. you know what? Industry's too much for me. Right. I'm laying low. Yes. <laughs> and people, till this day, will go out and buy the miseducational Lauren Hill. Hey, I got unplugged. Like, that's how much of a, uh, a Lauren Hill fan I am. Like, I... I, if she if she has a concert, there's no doubt I, w I wouldn't mind going to it. I'm so serious. I love Lauren Hill and I love how she presents herself. Like she she has a way about her that's just like, you know what? You're not gonna see my body. <laughs> You're gonna hear my voice. Cause this is what I have to deliver to you. You know. So she's a great example. You know. Now, Momager. Yes. It's your go. <laughs> I think it all it starts with the management team, mm -hmm. the artists, the parents. What's been put in you will come out. Um, your management team, your lawyer, your family is the base for you. Because once you get out there, this is an evil world. And they don't really know you. They're just piggybacking off of what you have already started. So as the management team, you have to watch that artist back and guide them into what they need. You know, which directions they should go in. This industry... When you you got to understand who you're dealing with. It's about making money. But if money is more important than you, than yourself. Because remember, after you do your um, music, after you do your films, after you do all that, you're going to have to have a life after that. And you're going to leave a legacy. So you need a team behind you that is going to think of all that. Not just what you're doing now, but your future and your children's future. Like she said earlier, there's hope because of Najee Bree. There's hope. She's 17 right. years old, but she has a view of the world already. Right. And she's seeing how she wants to um, portray the world. She want to get out there and show them how they can be different. That's important that she, you have that, you know, management base behind you and your parents. So you say it starts with the management and the parents. Absolutely. Okay, I'm all for that. Absolutely. Start with home I'm first. I'm all for that. And then when you bring that artist, because the artists just don't jump out there. They go through... Um, training. They go through being um, put out there. So you have to put them out there. And if you're putting them out there raunchy, they're going to be raunchy. I agree with Najee when you say, no, you don't have to show all your goods. It's just like you're dating. It's a date. You're dating with the audience. Once Whatever they see, that's what they're going to look for you all the time. That's a good analogy. I know. I feel like I'm like, uh... You know, as, as women, when we're going to look for, you know, we're out there dating... If that man see your breast before he even get to know your name, your phone number, that's what he's going to look for. It's the same thing in this industry. 
if you allow them to portray you like that, they're going to do it because mm-hmm. it's a it's about making money. Mm-hmm. And I'm a Christian, and it does say money is the love of money is the root of all kinds of evil. Mm-hmm. So if you love it that much, you're going to do a little all kinds of evil with it because mm-hmm. you love it that much. And you you lose your identity overall. I think Absolutely. that's that's the biggest thing to me. Like you know. The person that you are before you get into the game might not be the same person you end up being, you know, when you're on your way out. And it's sad because you got some beautiful people, some very beautiful people and, you know, who stand for something. But if you if you live for the money, you pretty much living for nothing. You living to please somebody else. And for what? For currency? You, you lose your value. So now um, we're going to go into our next topic but before we do that we're going to go on break i'm gonna put it down you can fall in love i'm gonna put it down down you can fall in love i'm gonna put it down you can fall in love i'm gonna put it down down you can fall in love i'm gonna put it down you can fall in love i'm gonna put it down down you can fall in love i'm gonna put it i'm gonna i'm gonna put it i'm gonna put it i'm gonna put it i'm gonna put it down if you put it down right like the way i want it play it cuz maybe we can fall in love if you put it Give her up, nah, you gon' need that all night to the sun way up You never had nothing like a Philly chick in your whole life Baby, we play rough, tough, think you can lock me down You think you got the key? Take more than a couple purses and a trip to get a hold of me Yeah, cause I'm already ballin', but I can use a boo You do it right, you never know, baby, that could be you Real talkin' is so tough, damn, I love it all Even the way you flex, that's what turns me on just cause the way you are Cause everybody in here know that you're a star And still I'm letting you know I got the sweetest heart Any man that wants this, baby You gon' have to work hard From what I see, you got what I want That's just half the part Gotta see what you put on it To make sure you're the one If you put it down right Like the way I want it Play it close, but Maybe we could fall in love If you put it If you 
ball out. That's how we ball out. That's how we ball out. That's how we ball out.